on SAFM. Welcome to uh, the Friday edition of Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shadow Twala is my name, my producer is Hazel Markuzeni, and our technical producer for today is Derek Fordyce. Thank you for listening. Our contact details are 0892-102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twala. Now, today's show is pretty jam-packed. We talked to Papier Mashir Jola, Evangeline Duplessis, about her exhibition currently running. Taryn Notcutt is a multiple award-winning producer of Undermind, which premieres at Corpe Theatre next week. We hear from celebrity journalist Jessica Levitt on her new appointment as editor of celebrity mobile brand The Juice. And finally, we hear about the Soweto Art and Craft Fair from Christine Msebi. Today is Hugh Masekela's birthday. He turns 75. Can you believe it? And going strong, right, Hugh? A very happy birthday, and hopefully before the end of the show, we'll just uh, play you some of his outstanding music. But this weekend, Masekela looks back on a long career as part of a two-show birthday celebration presented by the Jazz at Lincoln Center at Rose Theater, which is on Broadway, if you're catching a flight there, on 60th Street, with one show featuring special guest and friend, Paul Simon. Now, Masigela first met Paul Simon in 1965, and 20 years later joined Simon's legendary Graceland tour, which featured some of South Africa's best musicians, including Lady Smith Black Mambazan and Masigela's former wife, as we know her, Miriam Makeba. While his collaborations aren't planned like a political campaign, Masekela says he does credit the tour with reaching people who had never heard of even South African music or of apartheid. And the two still play together quite often, as they will on Friday. Brahu, hope you see many more. We should be celebrating you throughout the year. And I think we'll look forward to your next... Um, your next uh, appearance, and, and he, he plays to four houses every day, but I think this year should be a very special year. So there's no lunch bites because we did the Hugh Masekela thing, and firstly, I just want to take a break and then welcome uh, Evangeline Duplessis after this. This week on Eastern Mosaic, Falguni and Shane Peacock find fashion inspiration in the God. Scalps bear it all in the fight against cancer. We take a look at the making of Drama Queen. The hot seat sets Cape Tonians talking. There's a taste of tradition awaiting you at Capsicum. And Lady Cash is sure that this is love. All on Eastern Mosaic this Sunday at 10.30 on SABC2. This week on Justice Prevails. What? If you don't... You're just too good to be true. It's over now. He's free. <laughs> We're both free, finally. Justice prevails on Sunday afternoon at half past three on SAFM. Oh, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you. Otherwise, on SAFM... She's good. I was listening to that clip. I was singing with her. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of you. Well, Evangeline Duplessis is my guest, and she's exhibiting her latest range of jewelry at a Glimpse Dress and Fashion in Africa exhibition, which is at Mohalakwena Gallery in Cape Town. Evangeline, welcome to Otherwise. Hi, Shadow. Thank you for your time. It's a 
pleasure. Listen, did you grow up playing with water and paper? Oh, I did, yes. <laughs> and glue, don't forget and the glue. glue. That's the whole thing that binds it together. Well, because this is amazing. You've made these very beautiful pieces, and I can't believe that it's all made out of paper, water, and glue. That's right. You know, if, if I don't actually, I mean, it takes years to get it to that point where it's actually fine. I must say, a lot of sweat and tears and whatever. But, um, you know, it, that's the beauty of paper. You can make it look like anything. And unless I actually tell people it's paper, they don't realize that it's paper. Where did the passion begin, seriously? Well, you know, as, as a child, we used to make things out of, um, you know, Christmas decorations and toys and things like that. Um, and then a lot of kids, um, I think at some stage or other, they play around with paper mache. I mean, schools, they do projects, and that's normally the medium that they uh, they use to create projects mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I didn't, didn't uh, play around with it for years, and... Um, while I was living in Zurich, uh, you know, just to, to pass the time, I started playing around with it again. And basically, it's just through, you know, trial and error that I refined it. Like most artists, you know, we, we find our own way of, of, of uh, working with the material. Mm. Now, in Zurich, you, 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 you did what you call transparency retouching? That's right, yes. What is That's that? Right. Well, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's um, the equivalent of Photoshop, but it was done on form, on, on transparency form. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you paint basically on form, but you've got to do it in such a way that when it's enlarged, you work um, on a light box okay. and under a magnifying glass, and where you work, you mustn't be able to see that it was painted. Mm-hmm. And it's done with dyes, and at that stage, very vicious chemicals and things like that where nowadays you press a couple of buttons and voila, you uh, you touch, uh, you know, by the woman beautiful by removing all her blemishes and things <laughs> like that. Now, is, has this now contributed to your jewellery, that, has, that yes, art because, of retouching? Mm, because if you look at, the, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you, you looked at my, my artist page and you get a pretty good idea of the, the all that painting on it is hand-painted. So... Because of my background as a retoucher, I'm able to paint, do very fine painting. Well, I see also that you, you make beads, and I'll tell you which one I like is the ants in your pants necklace. Oh, yes. A lot of people uh, uh, love that one. It is such That's... an amazing piece, because I can't imagine how you could paint with such detail on a tiny bead. But that's the thing, and I make those beads myself too. It's not something I buy. I make everything from scratch. Um, so the, I create the bead as well, and that's why you can see they're, they're very different shapes and things because you can basically create any shape. Now, I, I, are the beads made out of what? Paper mache. It's out of paper. As well? Yes, that, that. You know, I mean, if you look, it's all paper, and and some of the the work that I'm exhibiting at the moment, uh, it's got recycled card with it. But even those beads that look like like gold, that's all paper. My goodness. So 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 basically, you know, if you look at the tiny spacer beads in between, often I use semi-precious stones like onyx and. Um, you know, garnet, not garnet, um, 
uh, you know, whatever those semi-precious stones mm-hmm. are, I, mm-hmm. I, I use them as spaces because uh, it's just too small for me to make a bead that size. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. otherwise, everything else is paper. So what should people read into your jewelry when they come to the exhibition? What story are you telling, if any at all? No, I don't really tell a story, you know, and, and, and uh, it, it's just passion. Paper's my passion, mm-hmm. you know, that, that gets me going because it's such an extraordinary material. And, uh, you know, things just evolve um, because if you look at the pieces that I'm exhibiting, some of them are, they all, because they're one-off, they're all very different. There isn't a theme running through it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more about shape and, 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 and color and, and, you know, that kind of thing. Now, there's volume. The, there's the one you're wearing around your neck. I'm looking at your picture. Mm-hmm. There's that fine one. Is that also being exhibited? Because that's also yes, very uh, beautiful. Is that the black and white, uh, the black and gold one that I'm wearing in the pic? Yes. Yes, that's, that's uh, part of the exhibition. What's it called, that one? It hasn't got a name, but, but that is made with recycled card. That's not paper mache, that's uh-huh. card, right? But um, there's the red one also. Those two are, are made, they, they've got a similar feel. The big, bold red one with a gold disc in the, in the center. How long is the exhibition for? Well, you know, I opened last night, and uh, 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 the gallery is now going to exhibit my work. So mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, it, it will be on for a while, and as it sells, I will replenish it with new work. Do you teach at all, Evangeline? You know, I, I, uh, the thing with paper mache shadow, it's a very long, laborious process, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the beginning part. And I did, uh, a while ago, I, I, a friend asked me, he was running a, a little uh, graphic and, and uh, a studio in OBS, and he asked me to come and teach there. And, and, and I did, but you know, a lot of the people, they wanted instant gratification. <laughs> they wanted to see the thing like right there, you know, at the end of the course. And, uh, well, that was the only attempt I made at teaching. So, yeah, I at think- the moment I'm not. I think you do such amazing work. You need to teach somebody. Well, I, I could, you know, but uh, like I say, you know, you've got to be prepared to, to sit there for hours and just work at it, let it dry, because it's important that things dry properly because you can imagine if you don't, it will go off. It mm. will get moldy. So mm. it's a long... I mean, uh, there's a piece, I don't know if you've seen it, it's got big black and white beads. Not not making the beads, but just painting those beads and sealing them because I sealed them, you know, to protect them. Mm-hmm. It took me five days to make four beads. <laughs> what what do you seal them with? With with a, a, a water based uh, um, varnish to make it, you know, to protect it against moisture and so on. Yeah, because there, there is a shine on, on, on yes, some of yes. them. And uh, 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 some of them will have a shine. It depends because you get matte and you get glossy and you get pearl. That gives it the slight shine and then you can make it really hard uh, and shiny or you could make it matte. Fantastic. I just love your work. And I'm Thank hoping you. that a lot of people come through to the gallery. It is uh, between Adley and St. George's Mall, right? It's third, uh, three, number three Church Street. Mukhalakwena Gallery. Mukhalakwena Gallery, uh, uh, Three Church Street.
Fantastic. It's kind of diagonally opposite the Wimpy uh, in St. George's Mall, if uh-huh. I can describe it that way. Yeah, it's diagonally across. I love the ants in your pants. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us, Evangelina. Bye-bye. You take care. Bye-bye. I think it's such a gorgeous art to have. So if you are in Cape Town, Three Church Street, between Adelaide Street and St. George's, but you, may, you can also visit um, the website. I, I think they are on um, yeah, gallery at mohalakwena.com. So mohalakwena, M-O-G-A-L-A-K-W-E-N-A uh, dot com if you are in Johannesburg, it is beautiful to see and very beautiful details as well. Um, well done to Evangeline Duplessis. When we come back, we'll be chatting to uh, award-winning, multi, multiple award-winning producer of Undermind, and it premieres in Cork Bay Theatre next week. Her name is Tara Notcutt. As we prepare to observe the Passion of Christ during the Holy Week, SAFM will bring you a special performance of the Crucifixion, which was composed in 1887 by Sir John Steiner. This performance by Houghton Choristers will be conducted by myself, Sidwell Mklongo, and will be accompanied on the organ of St. Martin's in the Feld Anglican Church. Join me at 12 o'clock, Palm Sunday, the 13th of April, to hear more of this revered oratorio on SAFM. We're talking women and we're talking production theater with Tara, Tara Notcutt. Hello, Tara. Welcome to Otherwise. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. I'm told you're very busy. You've been rehearsing or in... We, we are currently, we are rehearsing as we speak. I'm sitting in the Corp Bay Theatre and <laughs> actors are inside running lines while I'm on the phone to you. <laughs> well, that's good because we're telling people exactly what you are doing. Tell us about Undermind. Undermind is the story of uh, a man named Matleba who comes from Mozambique to Joburg to sort of seek fortune and take back a better life to his family. Mm-hmm. But he's got this amazing ability to hear things that normal people can't. So what we've done is we've taken what is a, a story about this lovely, beautiful African man and we've thrown a kind of comic book, physical theater, superhero mm-hmm. style at it and for mashup between... African storytelling and comic book. Hmm. So it sounds wonderful to, to watch and, and um, hopefully to, to also hear the story because I think it's a, it's, a, it's a story of hope. It really is, yeah. It's basically, it's basically about how the worst things can happen to you. You can lose your job. You can, life can, you can have an expectation of how things are going to turn out. That could go all wrong, but there's still something that you can take from it. Um, and I mean, the man who, the man who the story is, that, who the story is based on is an inspiring guy. It's based on a true story. He's an actual person that's, um, in Tantler, who's one of the, co-writers of the show, he met him um, years and years and years ago, and he's just had the story that he's been wanting to tell ever since. You know, there are so many stories to tell in South Africa, and, you know, I Absolutely. I know you've won so many awards, and I'm, I'm looking at, at what you've done, and I'm, I sadly can't say I've seen a lot of it, but because, oh, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I don't know why. I, you know, years ago when Gibson Kenter was alive, 
and gave us all these wonderful plays and we were at the market oh, yes. theater doing amazing things. I used to go to theater every day. And I'm finding now I'm so there's a there was a disconnect. Can we talk about that? Do what happened sure. between then and now? Um, I think the sort of the eradication of the companies. I mean, with the end of apartheid and 1994, with democracy. Um, I I think the, the sort of abolishment of things like the the, the provincial companies of theatres mm. really changed the landscape of everything. Um, it meant that actors then sort of had to go and fend for themselves. You didn't have a company that you could sort of um, be trained into and sort of have all the actors that would then look after you and kind of help you grow as an actor or a director or a costume maker mm. or a set designer. And I think that we're starting to come out of that. I think that people are starting to find a new way. Like me personally, I, I, have, a, I have a company that I formed, that I work with. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people who are my age who are just graduating are starting, starting to see the value of having a collective of people that you can count on, that you can sort of lean against each other, that you can get advice from and that kind of thing. And I think that we're starting to kind of go go back to that kind of collective consciousness and mm. yeah we just haven't we haven't had that for a long time also funding uh, yeah i mean funding funding mm. is always a problem and people are starting to get a lot more creative with how to get around that and finding ways of doing it themselves and so instead of uh, here, here's money they're actually going hey we can make this and find a slightly more creative way to do it so um yeah, it's. It, I think it's very, it's very interesting. It's a wonderful time to be in. It's a wonderful time to be a young person making theatre as well. I think because um, I think it's very exciting. I think people are taking a lot of initiative, and this is not to say that. I mean, sort of that there's been a big hole for the last twenty years, but I just think there has been there has been a shift. And yes. Good to recognize that, but I think it's starting to shift again in a really positive way. And we're hearing new voices, you know, the, the, the yes. stories that are being told are not are told in a very different way. And, and of course, the materials used uh, to tell those stories are, are, are different now, are they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the kinds of things, the kinds of things I learned at, I mean, I went to UCT, the kinds of things that I, I've learned there, I've now taken taken forward but put my own spin on it depending on you know being having been inspired by things that I might have seen overseas or things mm-hmm. that I've seen from other universities or people who were trained in different ways and um, the sort of this initiative and that kind of risk taking I was talking about which which is really prevalent at the moment um, I think means that yeah people do take take more risks people do um, not yeah, we're tending not to rely on the tried and tested stuff so much, and people aren't as scared anymore because they yeah, people are just kind of going all right. Well, let's try and see, and I think that's a really it's a really to to have. You know, Tara um, Gibson Kendrick again. You know, we used to yes. pull pull young people from the streets and create yes. actors out of them. I find I find that I'm not sure if that still happens because I find a lot of people have then gone to drama schools who can afford it, 
and um, because again, at, at, at high school level, and and the, mm. uh, kids are not being taught acting. They're not being taught much about drama in in general government schools, unless you go to a private school. So, are yeah. there opportunities? Because there is talent. Are there opportunities for people like yourself uh, to 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 continue that legacy of 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 uh, getting young people to to be interested in acting even though they haven't studied are there ways and means to do that there definitely are i mean i think the most sort of successful that i can really think of um are programs like the programs that magnet theater runs um which i mean they've been running for years and years and years and the work that they do i think is really incredible they they audition young people who have either have experience or don't have any experience, but they audition them and they see something in them and then they take them into a training environment, mm. which they don't need to pay for. Everything is everything is funded. There's a support system and there's a structure, mm. and I think that that really that really is amazing. Um, as sort of an independent person myself, there isn't that same kind of opportunity for me mm. um, purely because I that kind of infrastructure. However, mm. a friend of mine as well who runs another company, we get a lot of um, sort of high school students phoning us up and saying, oh, cool, I have to do my work shadow. Can I come and follow you around for a week? Oh, lovely, lovely. That's, that's, really, that's really great because then you get to go, okay, cool. It's not, I mean, it's really not on the same scale and it's not giving a training, but it is kind of going, cool, I'm, I'm a young person who's working professionally in this field. And this is kind of what my life is like. And if you are more interested, let's chat. And I'd love to kind of tell you the different places you can go, the different programs that there are. And it's really nice to be involved, even in a small way, in those kinds of conversations. Now, let's go back to Undermine. Now that I've taken you back 20 years, can we fast <laughs> forward to really why we are talking about you? So the play opens when? The play opens next Wednesday, the 9th of April. At, at Cork Bay, and what do yes. we look forward to? You've told us a bit about the story, um, and I see choreography done by a knotcut as well. Yes, um, in Tlantla and Kunadi, he he did some of the choreography, and uh, Cleo, my sister, she did she did some of the others, and it's it's really cool to kind of take the two choreographic styles and smash them together. Um, they're quite they're quite different. Um, in Tlantla comes from a very traditional African kind of background, mm. and my sister comes from a from a hip hop background, oh, wow. which is really perfect for the story because it's basically about rural Mozambique meeting um urban Josie life. So like taking two putting them together is exactly what the play is about, exactly what the story is about. And yeah, it's is, and it's, I get to work with my sister, which is really fun. Is isn't Tantra Mozambican, you said? No, 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 he's no. he's South African. Okay. Yeah. So the, how much the, research the who it's based on, sorry. How much research Oh, okay, okay. Because I was going to ask uh, how much research you did into, you know, the 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 Mr. Mazebe's uh, kind of story. Everything's. I mean, it's it's written. It's an interesting thing. Lucan and Tlantla wrote the script, and then they approached me and said, "We we have the story." So. Mm. It's it's kind of been passed down on the many different levels. So mm. the original guy met in Tlantla, told him the story. In Tlantla then told Luke the story. The two of them then wrote it down. And then we as the cast have taken it and we've then adapted it from what the two of them have written. So mm. there's actually very little of their written word in the play because we've made it purely physical. Um, but it's, it's kind of fascinating sort of seeing how a story 
kind of gets handed from one person to another to another to another and then gets performed in an entirely different way. It's, it sounds it sounds like fun, lots of fun, and it's uh, very fun, very it, fun, very physical, very for the whole family. It's something that everybody can enjoy, and you can bring your kids, and adults will love it as well. And it's yeah, it's a really great, it's a really great show. And it's running until the third of May. Yes. Well, okay. Fantastic. I'm hoping to come because then you know now that you've you've sold me. Undermined, <laughs> and of course, I'd like to come and see why you win, you keep on winning these awards. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, well, I hope to see you here. No, fantastic! Thank you so much for chatting to us, and all the best with Undermined. Hey, eh? so much. Have a lovely day. Thanks, Tara. That's Tara Notcut, and the show is Undermined, opening at the Colt Bay Theatre. Uh, on the 9th, which is Wednesday, and it runs until the 3rd. And you heard it from her. Anybody can go. Or you, the whole family can attend. And the tickets are 80 rand and 70 rand for gallery seats. If you'd like to book, it's www.corkbaytheatre.co.za. And, of course, there's also an opportunity to have a great supper before the show. So to book a table, 79 Three six one eight two seven five. It is now time for news headlines with Utile Sako. In the headlines at one thirty, Gosatu says it will study the implications of the ruling of the South, High, South Gauteng High Court in Johannesburg before it decides on its next action. Family members of murdered bride Annie Diwani say they will not travel to South Africa on Tuesday for the first court appearance of murder-accused Shireen Diwani. And seven-times Formula One world champion Michael Schumacher is making progress and showing signs of waking from an artificial coma. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, on SAFM. The day this cup is on, and uh, there's a two singles match: South Africa versus Lithuania. And Bruce Davidson is there. Hello, Bruce. Hello, and uh, not such good news coming out of the Irene Country Club here, just outside of Pretoria in Centurion. South Africa in the first singles rubber this morning. Jean Anderson playing for South Africa. Our number two went down 6-3-7-6. That was 7-2 in the tiebreaker and 6-3-2 the Lithuanian number one, Ricardos Barankis. Um, it wasn't expected that uh, Jean Anderson would win that match, but uh, Ricardos Barankis certainly put on a good performance. Formerly ranked 67 in the world, the small a dynamic uh, number one Lithuanian uh, got the first point on the table for Lithuanian. We have the second singles rubber on court right now. Richter Fusau, South African number one, playing in his 20th and final fight for South Africa, is on court against the number two from Lithuania, Lorinas Grilekas. And at the moment, uh, in the first set tiebreaker, it is 3-1 to Lithuania in that tiebreaker. So lots more tennis to come. But South Africa 1-0 down after the first rubber. It's Bruce Davidson from the Davis Cup for SAFM Sport. Otherwise, on SAFM. Celebrity journalist Jessica Levitt talks to us on her new appointment as editor of celebrity mobile brand The Juice. Hello, Jessica Levitt. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. I'm very well, thanks. And yourself? How excited are you? I'm so excited. So excited. It's been our first week of launch and um, 
yeah, everything's gone really well. So we're really happy with the development. Now, what is a mobile brand of the juice? Okay, so a mobile brand is exactly as it says. Um, it is a site, a website that you um, that has been specifically developed for your phone. So um, it's not just specifically smartphone users, but anybody with a telephone, uh, a cell phone can look at this site. They simply go onto the internet, click on the juice.co.za, and there it is. It comes up with the very latest, up-to-date daily um, celebrity and entertainment news. You've worked for Heat magazine? I did. I worked for Heat and for You magazine. And for You magazine. And that tells me that that's what Juice is about, more or less. Um, Exactly. Uh, There's a lot of... It's it's exactly that. It is entertainment and celebrity. So you cover everything and anything that relates to that. So we've got music reviews. We've got movie reviews. We've got, you know, fashion. It's... It's a fashion week at the moment. We're on the red carpet. We're taking pictures. We're uploading it immediately. So people are scouring for a picture. What did Bonang wear last night? You know, <laughs> instead of trying to find something on her Twitter, she hasn't loaded anything because she's still actually backstage. We've got it on our site up immediately. Now, <laughs> how, how, let's talk about celebrities because South Africa has just become a, a, a very celebrated, everyone's celebrated somehow. So what do you term as a celebrity? You know what? A celebrity is anybody who is a newsworthy, and it can have various. It, it changes all the time, and there are various influences with that. So, you know, somebody can be newsworthy one month because they wore an amazing dress. Believe it or not, that'll make them newsworthy. Um, somebody else can be newsworthy because they won a gold medal at the Olympics and they're a good-looking boy. Mm-hmm. So that is what a celebrity is. And that's exactly what the juice will cover. Um, you know, there aren't, we don't have any genres. It isn't like we can't choose this person. We can't, you know, cover this person because he's an African singer and it's not really our market. There mm-hmm. is no market. We don't believe in that. We believe anybody who's newsworthy will cover them. And can you create celebrities? I think that there is a certain amount of power in uh, the media creating celebrities, um, of course, you know. Um, <laughs> If you have the ability, it's, it's exactly like, and it's, the thing is, it's not just the media, it's going down to us as individuals, social networks. I mean, Boiti Tulo had her bum trending on Twitter <laughs> for two weeks, and that was, you know, the South Africans that did that, made her into celebrity, and all of a sudden the media are featuring her more and more, so, mm, of mm. course. Now, you've come from a, a very serious news uh, kind of training. You worked at, at 702, you worked at, you used to be a, a, a an, uh, I almost said an honest journalist. And I think that's the mistake exactly there, is mm-hmm. that people believe that celebrity journalism isn't honest journalism. And I would, I mean, here I am. I did it for five years. I did hard news. I did interviews with the president. I uncovered scandals. I went to riots. And now I'm going to fashion shows, and I can guarantee you that it's exactly the same kind of journalism. There's sensationalism in everything that we do. Um, any journalist that tells you different would be silly, but um, it's honest journalism. Even, I would say, there's more so, more so in celebrity journalism because 
You know, you can't lie. <laughs> local, local, local celebrities will take you to task. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to just let a, an ugly rumor slide. They won't do that. They'll take it up and they'll attack you and confront you on social networks, and that can do your brand severe damage. So we do believe in only reporting the truth. And um, you know, if it's hearsay of these rumors, then we'll contact the person, ask them for comment. That's basic premise of being a, a reporter well you know uh, and and i ask you because let's go back 20 years ago i mean has how much has journalism changed and how much because you know you've got heat and it's all these celebrity magazines are seen as uh, i suppose because of the they're seen as fast food you know because of, mm. the, of, of the demand that's there and, and them servicing what they service that hardly you can never get um good opinion pieces and those kinds of things that one looks for. It's, 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 I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen a, a, a heat in, in a long time. So I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I think, you know what, I think that there are different facets and that, um, and different roles that different publications fulfill. Mm. Um, and you'll get part of a magazine that will fulfill in-depth commentary. Mm. Um, we've often had exclusives with people who, you know, have been controversial and who have refused to speak to any other publications but to a celebrity publication mm. because they have that relationship. And people are surprised at that because, you know, they, they would expect them to go or expect them to go to serious newspapers or to hard-hitting sites. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, if you have the relationship with that person, then you're going to get the scoop. And yes, journalism has changed severely. Um, the biggest, the biggest change is, of course, you know, social networking. And research has shown that mobile is your number one mass medium in this mm-hmm. country, and the number one most searched topic is celebrity and entertainment. So that shows that there is a need for that. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line with regards to uh, rumor and gossip and those kinds of things? Well, I mean, like I say, it goes back to the fundamentals of journalism. So mm. you would never just print a rumor without phoning the person and asking them for comments, phoning all the parties involved and asking them for comments. And I think that, um, you know, once you get that, then that will obviously, you know, make the rest of your decision much easier. I think that once you're in the industry for a long time, you can kind of gauge, you know, whether or not someone's denying when it's actually the truth. It's our job as journalists to report. That's what we do. So we report on what we hear. This is what we've heard. This is what the person is saying. There it is. We're not making a judgment. We're not making a call, but we're presenting those facts to the audience. It sounds like Juice is in good hands. I mean, you've, you've had, what are your most memorable interviews? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Everybody asks me that, and you would assume that I would say, you know, I, I it's, it's quite easy when there's inter- international celebrities in the country mm. um, that you pretty much, it's a, it's a guarantee that you'll get to meet them. So I've interviewed the Kardashians, I've met John Travolta, I've met Shakira, I've met Bono from U2. I was lucky enough to have met uh, former President Nelson Mandela. Um, but I would say that it's the ordinary interviews with ordinary people that always make the difference. And when I say ordinary, it's your actress, your you know, your, your it girl who you think is this glamour queen and you go to her house and you realize, listen, she's also worrying about doing the laundry. She's also <laughs> wanting a glass of wine after a hard day. 
those kind of interviews that resonate with myself and with the audience. It sounds like I'm going to tag along wherever you go. You're meeting all the great people. <laughs> <laughs> but now, tell me about this this juice. How do I get it onto my phone? So you literally go onto your internet browser and you go onto, you type in. So it says if you're searching for Google or if you're searching for, you know, any site, mm-hmm. and you literally just go onto thejuice.ca.za. The juice. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not an app. You don't have to download it. It's for free. You literally go onto it, and there it is. And but it's updated daily, many times, many, many times. We've got a great team of respected journalists that are working with us, working hard to get you the very best local and international content. And like I say, it's readily, readily, readily available. So how do you how do you get paid? How do I get paid? <laughs> yes, because it's for free. You see. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously there will be advertising on the site, but uh, yeah, I work for Media24. Media24 is a firm believer in innovation, and this is the future. Um, like I said before, mobile is the fastest growing mass medium in the country. It's scary the stats that they've come up with that, you know, 88% of um, smartphone users are on the go, and it's ever increasing. But next month, there will be another 20% of people that will have converted to smartphones, not just ordinary mobiles. So it's ever growing and it'll come. Who's this gorgeous man? What gorgeous man? On the cover. (laughs) I'm looking at freshly squeezed celebrity news. That's you, right? Yes. And you've got Oh, okay. No, let me not let me stop there. Because <laughs> now I need to start reading. Well, well, uh, and how what's often? What's the headline? What's the headline? I'll tell you. What Proud Papa. Oh, uh, Yanis Samiran from he, Top Billing. Oh. Uh, his fiance is uh, pregnant, and he shared a um, 3D scan of the baby, and he shared it all over social networks last night, and is so excited to meet his princess. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, it looks good. It looks very interesting because here I am forgetting that I'm, pro- I'm, I'm, I'm on a show. <laughs> I need to continue to talk to you. Congratulations. Good luck with, with, with the juice. And uh, if you hear anything juicy before it goes on, will you tell me first? I'll send you a DM. Send me a DM and tell me about the juice. Thank you so much. And um, everyone can get it. And if if people want to contact you, though, uh, how do they do that? You know, I'll give out my email address. Um, It's jessica.levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T, at media24.com. And uh, the juice's email address is news at the juice. News at the juice. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for having me. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, jessica.levitt at media24.com. And now we'll talk to... Oh, yes, I still need to... I still need to uh, also play some Hugh music. But before I do that, let's go to Soweto. There's uh, Soweto Art and Craft... And here to talk to me is Christine Msibi, who's the project coordinator of Jawsy Unsigned. Hello, Christine Msibi. How are you? I'm well yourself, Shadow. How's Soweto today? Soweto is just like the rest of Durban for the most part, a bit cloudy here and there with parts of sunshine. So what can we expect at the art fair, Soweto Arts and Crafts Fair? 
Well, you're going to expect a lot of fun. There's effectively lots of art and craft and jewelry and fashion on sale, accompanied by some of the finest music that Jersey has to offer. We are kicking off with a band called Family, who are from Soweto, mm-hmm. followed by Mpande Ko, who are quite infamous with their carrot funk sound. And lastly, of course, the legends Tidal Waves will be closing up the fair tomorrow. So who do you expect to, to attend? In an ideal world, we expect everybody. We expect people from Soweto to come and support their neighborhood and embrace it. We expect visitors from outside of Soweto, perhaps from the birds of Johannesburg, tourists from wherever, which corner they're from. But ideally, we're trying to bring everybody to Soweto to experience it, to taste it, you know, in as many essential experiences as they can have. You, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 30, actually. Oh, are you? You sound 16. Because I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you what 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 you remember about Soweto that you you'd like to see recreated. I mean, we're talking 20 years of democracy this year, and um, I, you know, I, I was talking about theatre and Gibson Kent and all of those kinds of things. But what you you say people must come in and you show them around Soweto. What do you remember? Because I think you were about 10 at the time, huh? I do remember that there was a very strong cultural presence, like you say, the Gibson Kenters, Mm -hmm. and the arts and culture were a very pivotal part in our South African experience of Mm -hmm. existence, so to speak. So it would be really nice to bring back home the value of of theatre, of art, of music, and that's what we're hoping as Josie and Science to, you know, to push and promote, that everybody else can just, you know, find the beauty and the local arts that we can make for ourselves without having to be buying everything from abroad. You know, Soweto seems to be more vibrant than more than other townships, and and yet it 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 also went through the motions of apartheid and all of that. What do you think other townships can learn uh, about uh, Sowetans? Because Sowetans are enterprising. They've you know they've they've made Soweto they've turned it around and and you tell positive beautiful stories in Soweto. How did that happen, and how can others learn from it? Well, to be fair with you, Shadow, I think that Soweto's success and its vibrancy had a lot to do with government's hand in the matter on account of the historical part that it played. So there were your Villagazi streets. There were stories to be told more obviously, you know, said on the streets of Soweto mm-hmm. versus the forest floors of the world or the Alexes or the Tindises. So that's where Soweto has had an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I must say that, though, in other areas, like the East Giants, for the instance, there is bursting talent, like, sky high. And unfortunately, you know, the East Rand hasn't necessarily been able to attract outsiders to it, mm-hmm. but trust and believe, they have just as much as, you know, Soweto has. Just that Soweto has had an advantage of thoughts based on historical location. Well, fantastic. I wish you all the best with your endeavor. And where is the venue for this? Alrighty, the Soweto Art and Crawford tomorrow is at the Soweto Theatre in Jabulani, mm-hmm. and doors open at 12 o'clock with music throughout the day. Along, it's very family friendly. It's family friendly, fun, and free. So yeah, not to be missed. Is there food? There is food on sale. Yes, we encourage you to bring really, really stacked wallets so you can spend your heart out. No, That's the objective here: is to spend, spend, spend on local products. Okay, thank you so much, Christine. And is there a number for people to to or or, or some contact people can go to? Okay, well, the best bet is to follow Josie Unsigned on Facebook. We have been promoting the event from this whole year, as well as the Soweto Art and Craft Fair on Facebook. All the information you'd ever need is on there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us, Christine. Pleasure, Shadow. Thank you. You take care and good luck. Thanks. It is time to listen to...
Tatumasikela, who's turning 75 today. And I, you know, I pulled out this live album just when I discovered it. So let's listen to him. If you've attended a show, you know this is what you're going to get. The late 80s and 1990, a whole lot of people were allowed to return home and a whole lot of people were released from the jails. And among them was a group of people who had gone to jail maybe 30 years before when they were young men. And they came out very old men. But their spirit wasn't broken. And they said to us, don't do like other people do when they get their freedom and burn their countries down. But instead, Let's try and build this country together with those who have oppressed us before. And most of all, let's try and show them not only love and freedom, but never again in the future of this country will one group ever get to dominate another. And with all the doomsayers who thought it couldn't happen, this year on the 27th of April, the people of South Africa celebrated their 12th anniversary as a free nation. <laughs> I'm not running for office. <laughs> and at a time like this, when we see in front of us a situation where it's no more about the people especially all, for all those people who lost their lives and all those people who fought so hard for us to be free today. To see what is happening, the pitiful and heartbreaking political opera that is now not about the people anymore, but about personalities. At this time, I'd just like to say that let us not make the mistake and forget how we got here. Because if you're not jealous about your freedom, and if you're not vigilant about it, one day you'll be waking up and it'll be gone. They'll take it away from you. So, as a tribute to those old men, all those old geezers who inspired us to be where we are today, I'd like us just to stand up and shake a little booty and try and think backwards. And also some circulation in the booties. Clap your hands. See you, Kubara. Let's go down memory lane. Don't forget now. Hey. Come on. Bring back Nelson Mandela. Bring him back home to Soweto.
That was a live concert when the Market Theatre was turning 30. Uh, Hugh Masigela performing live there. Lots of beautiful guests. Uh, you can get that. Happy birthday, Masigela. It is now time for our children's story, Nalibani. <laughs> 